This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris Well, I think you'd have to say that yesterday I was at least somewhat correct. I'm not going to say my theory was completely proven correct, but I think that Putin kind of has a checkmate hold on Ukraine right now. Doesn't mean that Putin can control Ukraine necessarily, but put it this way, they're not having rolling blockouts in, in Moscow, but Kiev is. That's going to be a big problem come wintertime. So, and more to come, I think. And despite what you want to believe in the American media in terms of, you know, the the, the, uh, Russia is exhausted and people are questioning Putin's authority and whether he's sane and blah, 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 blah. I'm not seeing that. From the information that I'm getting from inside of Russia, now people would tell you that it's fake. I don't know. I have no way of verifying this. But it sure seems to me that Putin has plenty of support. I don't know about complete support. I don't know. I really don't know where the dividing line is, but uh, there at least seems to be some support. I'd say quite a bit. Absolutely supportive of these missile strikes. We would be supportive. Right? Absolutely. If the, if the roles were reversed, if a, if a bridge, uh, I don't know, say the Panama Canal got hit by a, a terrorist attack. Oh, people would love, what what was the last one, Syria? When they launched, I think, what was it? Trump did it. I talked about it on the podcast. The last time I remember talking about that, American missiles being, being launched. I want to say a hundred of them or three. It was quite a few. Quite a few. Well... Now Russia's saying, guess what? We have these missiles as well. Now Ukraine is screaming that they want missile defense systems. And I don't know. I don't know how quickly that that can be deployed and whether or not Putin doesn't say, listen, (laughs) uh, we're not going to allow these attacks. Exactly what I said yesterday. Look, Putin's not going to sit back. I don't care if it's Putin or not. Uh, Russia's not going to sit back and allow their country to be attacked any more than any other country would be. China, the United States, not going to, people, you know, no, no country is going to allow that to go on. So uh, was it a false flag? Well, if this is what Russia wanted to do, maybe they needed it. Maybe they're saying, hey, get out of these uh, regions. They asked to sit down and discuss peace. They want to uh, take these these regions that they've annexed. Ukraine doesn't like that, but maybe it's time to sit down and fess up. It doesn't. You know, there was a military uh, activity there all these years. It's been a war zone. People want to just skip over that. There was no peace there. So, you know, now you know Russia has upset the balance of power after so many years of. Uh, uh, of um, Western influence, I guess you'd say. How much Western influence? Well, I don't know. A lot, it seems like. A lot of billions of dollars of our money. Oh, the headlines are dramatic. 
not very consistent. Putin taps General Armageddon. I think that was out yesterday. I think this was a general that served in Syria. Russia's brutal missile assaults entered day two, just miles from the NATO border. Kremlin warhawks demand more. So there it is. It is being talked about. Bomb them back to the 19th century. Kiev lion badly injured from the zoo. New round of nuclear brinkmanship. This is all just nonsense talk right now. But I don't think it's completely out of it. How can you rule it out as completely out of the question? Moscow military exhausted. Putin's judgment flawed, according to the U.K. spy chief. This is nonsense. Biden, rational actor. I don't know what that means. Scrambles to avert cracks in coalition. Uh, Okay. Well, they're not going to have heat this winter. I'm going to say that's going to create some cracks in the coalition. Zelensky pleads for more help. What happened to the Ukraine? Yesterday they were saying, oh, uh, we didn't know how we could deal with a, a, a Russian win, and now, amazingly, we're looking at a Ukraine win. It's just two days ago. And all of a sudden, Ukraine now is on their knees. Death rains from the sky. Missiles and drones. Rapid escalation. NATO nuke deterrent exercises. Next week. Ah! <laughs> All a bunch of nonsense, really. All man-made. All you got to do is, is sit down, and uh, Putin would be happy to bring the whole thing to an end. And, unless you don't believe that. So maybe you put conditions on it. I don't know. What do you think is going to happen? I don't see Russia giving up those those regions. I don't see Russia softening at all. No indications of that. No indications of anything that the uh, Western, American, global media is reporting. No indication that any of it's on on target. But what do I know? I'm just a, a guy with a podcast, that's all. What else do we have going on here? Huge. Well, we'll see. They're going to keep pushing this whole story. But the fact of the matter is, you know, Russia has sent quite a few of these missiles and creating quite a bit of havoc. And, um, you know, a talk on the podcast about preparedness. And that means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. To some people, they have, they conjure up images of, you know, crazy nut jobs with, you know, rice and beans stored in every corner of the closet and underground bunkers and gas masks. And, you know, I guess it depends on how far you're willing to go. I don't have a gas mask or any kind of chemical or nuclear preparation. We don't have an underground bunker. But we do make some pretty good provisions for the basic things, including being able to get out quickly. And we really could. If we had to go live in our, in our tents, in our camping gear, we could do that for quite a while. I'm going to say uh, at least a year if we had to on what we have on hand. Here, if we had to uh, shelter in place, we have uh, lighting for indefinite period, long-term heating, probably a couple of years worth, maybe, I don't know, uh, three, four, five years worth of, of heat on hand, the ability to grow our own food, all of it. Yeah, we could grow all of our own food. 
water, we have a well, safety protection. I recommend it. You look at everything going on, even just uh, basic economic needs of, of having food. What do you do if if inflation takes off? And you say, well, I'm not here in the United States. What makes you so sure? What makes you so sure we couldn't see uh, Venezuela-style inflation? And, you know, my thing is, and you say, well, what am I going to do? True. What are you going to do? I mean, if the country's going to crumble, the country's going to crumble. For me, I would just at least like to be able to buffer it a little bit. If I got to get out, uh, you know, or, or make radical adjustments into our living, but at least you'd want to have some time. I don't know. And if you have no cash on hand, no food on hand, you know, we've tried to, especially with everything going on in the economy, we try to pre-buy everything we can, clothing, supplies, everything we can. We have a good year, year and a half in advance. And it just it gives us the ability that uh, when prices go crazy, we can buffer it a little bit. I'll give you a little example. Uh, dog treats uh, have gotten crazy expensive. And I found something. We just kind of waited. Uh, drew down our stock, and we just, we got lucky, just about ready to run out, and I found a, an option that's half as expensive. And so by having all that on stock, you know, it gives me an economic buffer if money's tight, and it gives me, you know, the ability to shop when things are more favorable to us. You know, meat prices have gotten crazy. So, you know, buying it at the local market the way we did it one time. And the freezer was getting drawn down. My wife found some deals. Boom, we stocked back up. So I think there's a lot of practical value. You know, the hurricane down in Florida, what's the number one problem they're having? Water, water, heat. Those are like your top two. Everybody worries about like paper products and food. And those are really not your top needs. Uh, sanitation is important, but uh, and food will become important pretty quickly, but you can go quite a while without it. Most people walking around I see could probably go months without, uh, without a meal. It might be good for them, quite frankly, like jog in place the whole time, like POWs. That would be like the benefit of like an Armageddon that we'd like actually force people to get in shape. <laughs> I don't know. Am I being too rude? All right, I'll knock it off. I'm going to tell myself I'm going to be nicer. I'm going to be a little bit more respectable, you know, not be so harsh. I'll see what I can do. I'm, I can't really promise anything. I happen to be in a good mood today. I've been working a lot. I'm tired. Working on my deck, uh, moving firewood. I got all, the, all this big oak. Oh, it's heavy. It's, have you ever tried to move, like, wet pin oak? It's a little dry. It's been sitting for a couple of months. I'll use it next summer. Uh, I have big stuff already for this year, for the fall. I haven't really been burning too much, but I've been working on the deck, putting the skirting on, and rebuilt the landing. I was telling you about it, but, oh, it's killing me. My back hurts. My hips hurt. My forearms are sore. It's crazy. What are you going to do? What else is going on here? That's not all I wanted to talk about, Ukraine. Uh, Whitmer, the the uh, uh, Michigan governor, they say that her favorability is down 30 points 
as uh, we get closer to the election there. I don't believe it. I think she's probably plenty popular among Democrats, if nothing else, just because she's a Democrat. But I want to make something clear. I don't think people like her really care. They do not care. She is on board, hook, line, and sinker, complete buy-in on the globalist liberal agenda. And advancing the globalist agenda is the goal. And martyrs, if that's what it comes down to, like um, Liz Cheney, don't you worry. Don't you worry. Don't you worry about good old Liz. I don't know if she's going to make a presidential run. Probably not. But don't you worry. She'll get a book deal or a couple speaking gigs or uh, maybe she'll do like some uh, contributions to CNN or MSNBC. Right? Don't you worry. Good old Liz Cheney. Uh, You're not going to see her having to like clean houses on the side to make ends meet. Trust me. She's going to be just fine. The martyrs in this game get paid. And Whitmer, I don't know, what what does she do? Does anybody know her background? Where does this lady come from? She's strange. Don't you think she's kind of strange looking? What's She doesn't blink. She's got to be one of those lizard people. Here we go. Now I'm like one of, I just fell down the Q track. Like, what are you, one of those Q people? I don't know. She looks kind of lizard-esque to me. <laughs> You look at this picture here in the show notes, you tell me you don't see lizard. I see reptile. Oh, it's creeping me out. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. If she doesn't win, she locked down, she she got Trump out. All all it doesn't matter. The ends justify the means. And, and she'll get paid nicely. I think she, I think she's a lizard. I do. We're being overtaken by lizard people. All right, let me move on. Maybe I'm losing it. You think Kanye's losing it? They've got they've got him labeled like boom. He's go- if they still had mental hospitals, Kanye'd be in the mental hospital, don't you think? They're like uh, he's anti-Semitic, is he? <laughs> you know, they're like Fox News won't talk to him because of his anti-Semitic remarks. Oh man, yeah, you can't talk about Jewish people. And it's not because Jewish people really care that I found. I mean, I think if you're going to start hurling insults at any demographic, that people are going to find that distasteful. Um, but it's not. That, I don't think that, it's that you can't talk about Judaism, Jewish people, Hebrew, whatever you want to say. I think it's just that there's a lot of white people afraid that they're afraid of what they'll really say. That's the problem. I don't know. It's another one of those funny phenomena to me. It's like, oh, you know, all black people walk on water. Or all uh, gay people walk on water. Or all uh, uh, Jews walk on water. It's never Asians. It's never whites. It's never Latinos. Transgender, they walk on water. Holier than thou. Whole different set of rules for these demographics. Amazing, really, right? Amazing how the world has changed. Oh, what was I going to say about that? Yeah, uh, we'll get to it when I get to the... Well, let me get to go to the email right now. I got this from Clay. Uh, he says uh, uh, he was being sarcastic. What are you doing using common sense when it comes to children being mutilated before they're 18? You can't even get a tattoo before 18, but you can have your body altered forever. 
The child is easily confused. Their brains are not fully formed. Well, I don't know about their brains, but they're not emotionally developed. Either way, I mean, it's just, uh, look, I think that there's things that you just, there's a time and a place for everything. And you look back, I mean, God help me, there's certain, certainly things that uh, my, in my past I look back and think, what was I thinking? What was I doing? I don't know. Clay says it's some evil plot, confuse everybody, especially the younger generation. It's really true. Totally confused. How could they not be? Uh, don't confuse trans people with gay people necessarily. Understood. I'm not the one mixing it together. Many people attracted to the opposite sex are trans. That's where it gets too confusing for me. After the sex change, they're technically gay because they're still attracted to the same sex that they were before the change. Oh, God. I can't keep tra- I can't do the double, triple negative. I have trouble with the double negative. I can't do the triple negative. Anyway, you already know how I feel about the sexuality being taught in school. It's child abuse. That kind of thing needs to be addressed at home by the parents. Amen. Amen. Um, you know, I, I was thinking about this. Um, if, if you had a, a teacher teaching male students, well, any gender, I guess, that, you know, males are the dominant race and that it's the role of women to um, uh, subject themselves to men and that women belong in the kitchen that teacher would be uh, thrown out, charged. I don't know what their outcome would be. Would you want that? I, as the father of a daughter, no. Would you want a, a teacher talking about their, their heterosexual likes to, to the children? No. It's not appropriate. Why is this so difficult? I don't know. I don't know how that there's people that think that it's acceptable to put this stuff on the kids. Uh, you know, my daughter, seven years old, knows what mating is. She's very much into animals and nature. And we were having a talk over the weekend, uh, something on my iPad. It was a chicken farm. And I said, I'm going to eat them. And she said, no, I'll never eat chicken again. She loves animals. She's probably going to be a vegan. I don't know. We'll see. She eats chicken right now. So we'll see if it continues. Uh, certainly, I can be vegan by my encouragement. I can tell you that. But whatever she wants to do, I'm not going to. If she loves animals that much, I guess, long as she can get you know her dietary needs. But anyway, uh, I said I'm going to eat them all. And she said, "Well, you can't eat them all. You got to leave at least two so that they can breed." And she says that seven years old, and I'm doing the math on this equation. I'm like, she's seven. She knows what breeding is. She knows what breeding chickens means. I'm pretty sure she knows what breeding humans means. And I'm thinking to myself, self, am I ready for this? And you know what? I am. I am. I can handle it, I think. I don't know. Maybe not. The only th- God help me. I just don't want her to, like, take off. You know, I hear these stories, especially the girls. They take off. I did it. I did it. The things I did to my parents, I don't know how my father talks to me. I really don't. I really don't. Including going into the Marine Corps. I just took off. I was supposed to join the reserves and, and leave in like October and, and August. I don't know. I just I was so rebellious. I just, I literally, I said, I didn't say anything. I just left. I left a note for my parents in my room. That's a true story. My sister was crushed by the whole thing. 
My father, I don't know. He's hard as nails. I don't think he cared. He probably did. He just doesn't let on. You know, I don't let on to my son either. The day he left for boot camp, I was a little teary-eyed, but I didn't let him see that. You know what I mean? He doesn't need to see the uh, the emotional side of me. Maybe at a different time, I don't know, maybe I'll feel uh, different about it later in my life. But at this particular time, yeah, it's just not something that I, I want to bring to my the relationship with my son. I mean, you <laughs> I just don't think it's a good thing. He needs strength. He needs strength of character. He needs that demonstrated for him. Uh, a little bit of stoicism in a crazy world. I don't know. I have strong feelings about it. Where was I going with all this? I don't know. Child abuse, teaching sexuality in school, schools. My daughter's seven years old. She clearly understands, at least on a basic level, what sex is. She knows what mating is. Yeah, it scares the hell out of me. I just want to keep a, a relationship with her. And I don't need anybody else interfering in that. I don't need anybody else's help. I don't need anybody else's involvement. And as a parent, I'm not requesting that. I'm demanding that. If I catch somebody interfering with the sexual development of my daughter, I can't tell you what my response would be. Uh, I couldn't tell you if I wanted to. You know, we'll handle that at home. It's hard enough. Hard enough without these crazies thinking that they got to tell me what I have to support. I don't know. what It's not enough to leave people alone as adults. That Now it's got to be forced on the kids that they have to be supportive of it. What well, you know, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Um, anyway, thanks for the email, Clay. <laughs> uh, court to hear battle over animal wear- welfare. The dormant commerce clause and the price of bacon. This is a real exaggeration. So here's the deal as best I can understand it. They want to expand the minimum cage size for pigs and maybe some other animals. Uh, I'd say generally I support it. Uh, Somebody may, may know more about it than me. Is it overkill, overreach? Uh, I suppose that uh, maybe somebody could say that. Um, I don't know. But I'm for the humane treatment of the animals, you know, even if they're going to be uh, slaughtered. I, I don't think that keeping the animals in inhumane living conditions is good for the quality of the food, for starters. So uh, can it be regulated? Should it be regulated? I think so. I think so. Is it too heavily regulated? Probably. Maybe maybe a farmer, but I don't really hear farmers complaining about this. Maybe they don't know. All right. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard leaves the Democrat Party. Uh, Doug Mastriano, here you go. This is where he's going to get sunk big time. This is how they report this. Mastriano's attacks on Jewish school set off outcry over anti-Semitic signaling. It's not anti-Semitic signaling. I've said the same. How does Josh Shapiro sit there and call a Protestant an extremist, somebody baptized as an adult under adult conscience of sound mind? You don't have to like Doug, all right? But to say that he's extremist, and it is a dog whistle that Shapiro's making, with all these white Christian nationalists, that's the tie. 
How's he calling anybody a, a radical when he was indoctrinated in a he, mainline Hebrew school? These are not uh, liberal schools. These are not uh, open-minded to other ways of thinking. These are very conservative Hebrew schools. That's not radical. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. How is there anything any less wrong with it than a Protestant? It's Josh Shapiro who, and maybe he set the trap. See, oh, don't, you know, don't you attack me, I'm Jewish. And uh, I don't know. I think in this case, Josh Shapiro did need to be attacked. And I don't think, I think that the Mastriano had every right to say what he had to say, but the media is going to twist it either way. And I saw this I wanted to mention. Jewish women sue over Kentucky abortion laws citing religious freedom. You know, Christianity, or so people say, is the reasoning uh, for, uh, you know, thou shall not kill. Uh, that abortion should be illegal. But in, I've said this before. There's Jews that believe that that it is uh, allowable. I thought I don't know this part of, of Judaism very well, but I thought that there was rules on it within Judaism. But I know, I've told you, I know people firsthand that they, if, as Jewish people, they view abortion as no big deal. And maybe that's in spite of them being Jewish. I don't know. I think it's an evil way of thinking. I really do. I'm not really sure uh, on the on the religious side of it. I'm not some kind of uh, religious uh, zealot or uh, historian or whatever you want to call it. Here's a story here you could check out. Retirement in Florida. Uh, they have the story of this couple that retired from Kentucky. They had a 1978 mobile home. And the thing was destroyed. That's everything that they had. Their 1978 mobile home and their car, gone. They got it back to Kentucky to live with their daughter till they can figure out what to do. And I thought, man, you know, uh, there's a lot of people that probably really aren't ready for retirement that may be in that situation where they're retiring with virtually nothing, so they're left with Social Security, which puts you either in a, in a very small apartment, probably in a rural area, or in a situation like this. And from what I gather, they got out, but they had nothing to go back to. And so it just kind of points to the devastation there in Florida. Really crazy what, what happened and what went on. Um, Anyway, Tulsi Gabbard leaving the Democrat Party. Uh, okay, I don't get too excited about this. Some you know they love her. You know Tulsi for president. Blah 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 blah. You know people who have short memories. Don't think about things. Quick to jump on the bandwagon. All that kind of thing. Um, I don't know. She's all right. I mean, she's interesting. She's dynamic. She's you know does well in front of the camera. Uh, but I don't know what this means for anything as far as what I'm concerned. Uh, the CEO of uh, J.P. Morgan said that the United States likely going into a, a recession soon. I think every indication is that we are in a recession, that the economy has slowed down. But there's so much cash still being pumped in that I think from these programs, and this is where I think that the, the argument 
you know, they're saying, has, has the Fed gone too far? Well, the, the damage hasn't really settled in yet. I think they, they may be too quickly in, in what they were doing. You know, I don't like this whole system, the whole fiat money system, the no value to the money, let alone the Fed's manipulation of the markets. It's nuts. That's not a free market system where they're buying up securities and equities and and to keep markets stable. To keep markets stable, they overinflated the stock market. It can only crash. But somehow it looks like it's like rebounding. I don't know. There's so much cash out there. I was thinking about this uh, while I was working outside. I thought, you know, I come from the home building, real estate development background. And, uh, you know, in my time, you know, there was always dealing with construction loans. Not always. Uh, but as I was kind of uh, getting out of that business, there was a huge rise in private money. What is that? Wealthy people that uh, pool their money together to fund deals, basically. They're not doing it with banks. It's gotten to be wildly popular for a variety of different reasons. And there's a ton of money out there, a ton of money. I thought if I was going to be developing today, I would not want to be dealing with the banks. And I would be surprised if many of the developers in the business today, if they are dealing with banks or if these interest rates even really matter to them. You know, they've probably been paying higher all along. They say, man, I'll fund, I'll fund the deal myself. I'll fund it privately. I've got partners. People have cash. I think this is one of the uh, consequences of uh, there's so much money. So much money out there, trillions of dollars in cash. And so, you know, they still have the ability to, to saturate the real estate market. And the Fed, there's really nothing they can do, which is kind of good in a sense. Might keep, keep things going, really, when you think about it. And that private money is funding all sorts of things, by the way. Uh, startup businesses, for sure. Big into medical. Um, leasing, all kinds of things. It's being funded with cash, private money from wealthy individuals. Anyway, there's the kind of the, the rundown on the news today. Not too much more to go into as far as the current events are concerned. Elections coming up. We'll see what happens with that. I don't hear anybody too excited. It's, nobody's going to come back and make politics exciting as Trump did. They don't want it to be that exciting. Kind of that much exposure was too much. What else can I mention here? Are you taking care of yourself? You know, we're heading into the fall. A lot of people, as it gets into this time of year, they kind of let themselves slide a little bit. Maybe you got in shape for summer. Maybe you didn't. Maybe you had to, like, cover up at the pool all summer. But listen, it's not too late to make changes. Uh, And the way you can do that, you can pick a a way, look at your overall fitness. You can pick a, a part of your body or a small part to focus on, like shoulders and arms for men. Right. Imagine just building up your shoulders a little bit, maybe your upper chest and your arms, what that would do for your confidence. You'd feel a little better. You'd look a little better in a shirt. Right. Maybe trim down a couple of pounds. Women, you know, whatever. Maybe you want to tone up, trim up, whatever the case might be. So you could you could tailor your approach to accomplish either of those things. Uh, Another thing you could do, you know, I've talked about what is this uh, dry October drink-free October. Uh, I highly recommend it. I've talked about it many, many times. Take 30 days off. Take 30 off. If you want, if you must have a drink, take another 30 off. Take 60 off. Take 90 off. Take the first half of the year off. Do what you're comfortable with, but try commit to a month. You'd be surprised. The other thing you could do, 
and and just even for a short period of time, if you cut booze and you cut all sugars and carbs, even for like uh, 14 days, 21 would be better, but you can really see some great results. I was talking to somebody, they said, you know, well, you need a little bread. No, you don't. Green vegetables, try it. I need to do some of this myself. I don't know. What are you going to do? Uh, the COVID, what is this? Florida Surgeon General's warning about COVID vaccines blocked and restored by Twitter. I don't care. I don't care. If Elon Musk uh, has ownership of Twitter, are you going back on? I have no interest. I don't know what people's fascination is. You know, I, I haven't a gab. I'm on gab, but I haven't been on social media. Gab's a little different. It doesn't even feel like social media. Doesn't really, anyway. I don't know. I have no intentions. Maybe I'll change my mind. We'll see what happens. Anyway, I'm going to cut it short today. Why not? God willing, I'll be back tomorrow. Sure hope to see you there. In the meantime, make it a great day.